Man, so glad you're all here tonight. So I'll never forget, it was, I think the day was October 10th, it was a Friday, and uh, I was already out here, I'd already been living out here in Lubbock um, for about, I guess at that point, about six months or so, maybe five months, and um, Lauren at that time had been dating uh, about three and a half years, uh, almost three and a half years, and um, we had kind of talked about engagement and stuff. Like we had actually went together, went to Thacker Jewelry. Hey, when that time comes, guys, Thacker will treat you right, okay? Anyways, so, uh, so she kind of knew it was in the, Lauren knew it was kind of coming, but she didn't know exactly. And I, the good thing about being long distance was you're able to surprise people a little bit better, right? Because Lubbock, I don't know if you know, it's a long ways from Florida. So, like, I wasn't making a lot of frequent trips home. And so I remember uh, I'd flown home. I had on my suit looking sharp, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I borrowed my old pastor's car. He had like a crossfire convertible thing and uh, pretty cool. And I remember I, I, got, I worked out with her parents that they, she thought that they were going to dinner for maybe their anniversary or something. I don't know what it was. Um, and I worked out with them. So she was going to be all, uh, she always is beautiful, right? But she was going to have her nice dress on and stuff and be ready to go when I got there. But I remember I got um, to to run to her neighborhood probably about 10 minutes early. So I went over to the CVS parking lot, and I was, like, psyched out of my mind. <laughs> it's kind of like, like like gross, like, clammy thing, you know, where you're like, man, like, fix for pose, but I'm, like, all sweaty and gross right now. Um, but I remember finally the time came, and I, I, I pulled up to her house just right at the time, knocked on the door, <laughs> and uh, Lauren opened the door, and she looked at me, and she goes, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I was like, this is not what you're supposed to say. <laughs> and I was like, I, I just, I'm, I've got something planned for tonight. And it was funny because, you know, again, I didn't just show up randomly since I was like 20-something hours away. And so she, sorry, she said, <laughs> she said, I, she, it's like it hit her what was happening. And she goes, I cannot wear this dress. <laughs> and she immediately like goes and changes. And so that yeah, was pretty hilarious. And uh, she realizes, hey, this is fixing to go down. So we, I, I, I told you last week, got in the car and drove to uh, the place where I'd actually first seen her. We didn't, we didn't get to talk, but I'd first seen her uh, at our, the friends that introduced us at their wedding. Uh, I, she was in, Lauren was in the wedding, so I got to see her. So I took her to the very, under the tree they got married, took her there where I first saw her and proposed. And it was, whether you're like a romantic or whatever, whether you're not, man, it was an awesome time. It, it was so much fun. And here's what's so cool. I don't think I realized this in my life really until then because I think I had kind of the world's idea about romance. Y'all, God invented romance. It's his idea. I think we tend to have this idea that like, well, I'm a Christian, so um, my life won't be that romantic. It'd be kind of lame. <laughs> and like the world gets to have all that fun stuff. No, no, no. God invented romance. It was his idea. Do you, I don't know if you were here with us when we went through the book of Hosea, but that whole story is about God pursuing us, right? It was, the greatest love story ever told is that Jesus pursued us to the point of death on a cross. So I'm starting off with that tonight, not to just tell you about our story, but I hope you realize Romance, this is God's idea. So we can have fun as we talk about this, whether you're single and hoping one day to meet somebody, or whether you're uh, dating and you're like not sure what's going to happen or whatever, or whether you're serious. Um, you can be excited about it because this is God's idea. He's not against it. He's actually, I think you could say he's for it, okay? Um, so man, be encouraged in that. Be excited about that. Last week, we kind of laid a foundation of 
um, like what's the purpose of dating, um, and we kind of talked about who you should be looking for to date, and this week we're going to talk about kind of the how of dating, so what does it look like um, to pursue somebody, to be pursued, and to, to be in that relationship, and it, here's the deal, again, I can't say, so because of that, we're going to turn to relationship chapter one, like that's, it's not in the Bible, right, I can't say here's, here's how it says how to go on a date, it wasn't a thing back then, but without a doubt, there are biblical principles that apply to dating, right, and I want to remind you, our, our definition of dating, not this like the official Christian definition by any means, but just so we're kind of all on, on the same page here, it's intentionally pursuing a relationship with the opposite sex with the goal of possibly getting married. So again, it's not that you go into it, and from the very first get-go, you're like, I plan to marry you. Like, that's probably not going to go well, right? Um, could be awkward. But, but you're going into it knowing, I, I, I'm, this is the, the goal here is marriage. So we kind of get ahead of myself here, but the idea there being that if you from the beginning are like, even just a little bit I know of this person, there's no way I would marry them, then you don't need to date, right? It's not like, well, I think they're a jerk, but I'll date them so I can find out if they're really a jerk. <laughs> don't, that's a bad idea, okay? It's a bad idea. Um, so the idea of intentionally pursuing someone. So we're going to kind of start there tonight. Here's kind of our first like, broad area of, of focus tonight. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm we're going to show some, a couple of clips from the office later, and I'm just laughing thinking about it. It's, anyways, yeah. Man, you guys have never been more excited than right now. <laughs> Church is going to be good tonight. <laughs> um, so the, the idea, so our, fir- our first big kind of area of focus is uh, we call pursuit and being pursued, okay? So what is it like to pursue someone if you're a guy? And we're going to explain that in a second while I'm saying guy there. But what does it look like to pursue someone, and what does it look like? to be pursued. And the first thing I want to I talk about there, and this actually kind of piggies back off of last week about the who of, of dating. Turn, if you got your Bible, just for a second, to 2 Timothy um, chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2, and I want to move kind of quick. Um, so if you get there, awesome. If you don't quite make it, we still love you. 2 Timothy chapter 2, and we're going to look at verse 22. It's kind of difficult to find. It's after, so you got Corinthians and Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Thessalonians, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy. If you hit Titus, you're going a wee bit too far. Bless you. Lord, bless you. Man, you got, you got a lot of blessings. You're going to be okay. <laughs> you're going to be all right. All right. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. So flee, which means run like crazy, youthful passions, and pursue righteousness Faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. I'm going to read that again because I think it's so important. Again, the, the context here is not specifically dating, but I think it certainly applies. So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. I heard this illustration a long time ago, um, and actually it was, I saw it be true when I met Lauren. One of my old Sunday school teachers, I think it was David Hare, so if you ever listen to this, a little shout out to David Hare, seventh grade Sunday school teacher, run towards Jesus as fast as you can, and every now and then look around to see who's running beside you. Because you're looking, okay, who, who, who's someone I should consider dating? Who's someone worth pursuing? Or who's someone worth letting me, or worth letting pursue me, if you're a girl? It's those who are running towards Jesus as fast as you are. Does it make sense? 
So again, who, is your, who should your first pursuit be after? Jesus, yeah. And that's not just, oh, you're in church, you expect you to say that. No, really, we, as believers, I hope you agree with this too, we really do believe that Jesus is bigger and better than anything or anyone, that Jesus plus nothing equals everything, that he is all your soul could ever want or desire. And you're going to sense that and feel that and know that the more you get to know him. So the more I run towards Jesus, man, the more the rest of life is really okay because I've got all I need in Jesus. So again, the idea is run towards Jesus as fast as I can. And guys, everyone look around beside you. The girls that are doing the same thing as you, running towards Jesus, they may be worth pursuing. Girls, the guys who are running towards Jesus like you are, may be worth letting them pursue you. Now, I, I say that, talking about the guys and the girls, and I, I don't think I have to convince you of this. Here's the deal. I can't, I can't point to the Bible and say, here's the verse that says, guys must be the one to pursue the girls, right? But I think, I think there's a couple biblical principles that show that it makes sense that the guy be the leader and the one pursuing, okay? First of all, um, Ephesians 5 says that the husband, you're supposed to lead your wife by loving her like Jesus loves the church sacrificially, okay? Question, did we pursue Jesus or did Jesus pursue us? Jesus pursued us, right? So if marriage, which is the end goal of dating, if marriage is supposed to be a picture of Jesus and his bride, the church, then it makes sense that even in dating, the guy would be the one to, to pursue. Does it make sense? So again, I'm not saying, girls, if you like, tell a friend, hey, will you tell him? I think he's kind of cute. Like, I'm not saying, you're a sinner, you're going to hell, right? We're not saying that. But we're saying the, the guy should be the one pursuing. Does it make sense? Um, I think, again, I think it's important, guys, that like, we have to man up on that. I, I think about, um, it's so easy for guys to say, man, I just can't find, or there's really not anybody, I wish I wasn't single. The ball's in your court, right? If, you, if you're the guy, you're the one supposed to be pursuing. So it's not this like, well, I'll just never find anybody. It, you're supposed to be the one pursuing. So run towards Jesus, look who's around you, and pursue them. Now, that being understood, uh, what we're going to do, how, so we've kind of got a, a, a big picture of the idea of pursuit and being pursued. So first of all, I run towards Jesus, and then the idea that the guy is kind of the pursuer and the girl either allows or doesn't allow the guy to pursue. We're going to talk a little bit more about specifics. And here's the deal. Again, I can't point to specific verses, um, and everybody's personalities are different, but I think there's some general principles that um, are true in pursuit and being pursued. So as a guy, there are certain things that a godly guy is going to be looking for in a girl to pursue, and a godly girl, there are certain things that she's going to be looking for in a guy to allow him to pursue her. Does that make sense? And that you're going to, and like good ways to pursue and so again, though, there's a, lots of different opinions and options out there, really. I think there are still some like, kind of biblical ideas or just like wise truths about pursuit and being pursued. Um, and we're going to watch a quick clip from the office of some really, really bad advice about how to pursue. And then after that, um, Lauren's going to come up and she's going to talk to the guys about what godly girls are kind of looking for in in a pursuiter. Is that a word? I don't think so. Sounds like a, you're like farting or something. Per, did you just pursue her? <laughs> um, y'all with me? So Lauren's going to talk to the guys, and then I'll talk um, to the girls uh, about that. Does it make sense? Let's watch some really, really bad advice. I think I should call her. No. 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 Why is it so bad for me to call and ask her to lunch today? You're making it too easy for her. 
you're just conveying, oh, I like you just the way you are. <laughs> but I do like her just the way she is. Well, that's not what we agreed on. What are you doing? Huh? Why don't you just go on a date with her? Try to spark up an ongoing joke, and then in a month or two, if it feels right, you'll know. No. You don't have to wait that long. I mean, you don't have to wait a month to ask her out. Just ask her out. You're asking him to give up all of his power. What power? <laughs> Andy, Pam, and Jim are all telling me how to deal with this girl that I like, Lynn. I, I don't like getting advice for more than one person at a time. I'm a textbook overthinker. You can't let a girl feel good about herself. It will backfire on you. Every compliment has to be backhanded. Oh, I like your dress, but I'd like it more if you had prettier hair. That's psychotic. Do guys actually do that? Oh, guys with girlfriends don't. Oh! That's low tuna. <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right. So, yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully you guys realize that was really bad advice, right? I want to say this before, before Alone talks to the guys. Um, and she'll probably get at this, but but I really do think like that's a little too close to truth of how guys think sometimes, right? I'm not trying to rose maybe that's okay, a little crazy, but like we have to get rid of this idea, guys, of like the game, right? Like I had I know of a guy that told one of my buddies um, he was like gonna text her back, and this guy said told my buddy said, hey man, look, <laughs> don't text back immediately. You don't want to seem too eager. Just wait. And I was like, says the guy who's never had a girlfriend, right? Like, like just, just be yourself. And Lauren's going to speak more to that. Okay. Take it up for Lauren Hayes. Thank you. Um, okay. So I thought of, um, when Brandon asked me about this last night, I thought of uh, four things that I appreciated um, about Brandon uh, when, he, when we met um, that I hadn't seen in other guys. So, um, and one of these, the first ones, the first one, uh, I mentioned last week, but it's worth repeating, um, cause I think it's really important. And that was he, from the very beginning, um, when we went, we mentioned last week, we went, our, my good friend Brittany and Boyd, um, set us up and we went on a double date with him. And, um, from the very beginning, um, even that night, Brandon said, Hey, I really enjoyed hanging out with you. I would like to see you again. Um, and then we saw each other the next day. And then he always clearly communicated. Um, <laughs> I dusted it off oh. back here. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Um, how he felt and that he was interested. And I just really appreciated that because a lot of other guys that I had met throughout college um, would flirt with me. And maybe we went to lunch and then it'd be like, I didn't hear from him for a couple of weeks or I'd see him with another girl. And I was like, huh, all right, guess that one's over. So, um, it just helps to know how things move forward. And then also kind of along with that, probably three weeks, I don't know. It wasn't too long into it. Um, Brandon said, Lauren, I really like you. I don't know if this, where this will go, but I would like to date. And that, I hadn't had a guy say that to me before. Um, and I just really appreciated that, um, that he just told me that. Because um, there had been another guy, we actually, um, we dated for a couple years, but literally three months into it, my friend said, how's it going with so-and-so? And I was like, I mean, I think it's okay. We, like, go to dinner every week, but I don't really know, like, where we are. And that's just for a girl, that's just really unsettling and frustrating. Um, so I always appreciated that. I forgot my third thing. <laughs> yeah. Was it uh, about the guy that, when we first met, that you had 
kind of been hanging out with. And these mm. are Thank you. <laughs> um, so just so happened, I don't advise this. <laughs> um, I kind of been talking to another guy, and he went out of town. So I was like, oh, Brittany, I'm free this weekend. So that's when I met Brandon. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Slide on in there. <laughs> I said, excuse me. <laughs> Yeah, I remember he actually, he called me from where he was, like, later that night, and he was like, Me or the other guy? No, 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 the other guy. (laughs) And um, (laughs) he said, hey, what have you been up to? And I was like, nothing. What have you been up to? And I was like, oh, my gosh, he knows. (laughs) He knows. (laughs) Um, So anyways, um, but the second time we went to dinner, I was like, hey, Brandon, I got to tell you something. Like, I've actually been talking to this other guy, and he went out of town, and I went to dinner with you, and I just feel like I owe it to you that you need to, to know what's going on in my life. And I really was like, this is it. Like, he's going to be like, well, you're a loser. But Brandon just goes, huh, that's interesting. And, um, but I remember thinking, wow, he's kind of confident. Like, that didn't deter him. I ain't scared. So, um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so I appreciated that. Um, I guess confidence is what I'm saying. That if you, if you truly like someone, then pursue her. Um, then the last thing I'll say is after we had started dating, and we dated for a long time. Actually, Brandon's really good with the numbers. I actually thought we had dated four years before we got married. It was. Oh, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I thought you said three and a half. But that's not proposed. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> yep. Like we, you said, you struggle with the numbers. We <laughs> were engaged for six months, so that all adds up now. Um, okay. So after we had dated for a while, I mean, three and a half, almost, well, four years, <laughs> is that's a pretty long time to date someone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but Brandon did a really great job of always continuing to, um, I guess you could say to pursue me. Like he never, it wasn't like once we had dated for a year, he was like, oh, cool. Like I'm in, we're probably going to get married and gave up. He always even, and that was long distance that, uh, we dated and he came up with all these really creative ideas, um, to continue to be fun and romantic um, he would do these, this is before FaceTime, he would do um, these phone dates where, <laughs> sounds cheesy now, um, we would like do the same thing, but we weren't in the same, like I was in Florida and he was in Texas, so like one night we watched, well, <laughs> his idea was to watch the sunset together, but that's really hard when you're in different time zones, <laughs> um, True. but I appreciated the effort, um, I saw the sunset and then an hour later he did um, <laughs> So, but he, he just always had all these ideas and he would send me flowers every once in a while and cards. And I just appreciated that it wasn't like once he like hooked me, like he gave up. Um, he continually told me or showed me in different ways that he was interested. Give it up for Lauren Hayes. At the end. We'll take questions at the end for sure. So hang on to those questions. Um, so I'm going to talk to the, to the gals for a second. Um, might be a little quicker just so we can get some other things um, about some th- some things about Lauren. And let me say this. So the thing about the, where she said, hey, I actually want you to know, like, I had been talking to this other guy. And I was like, that's okay. What she said is exactly right. Is in my mind, I already knew. Now, she had been, like, dating him. Then I'd be like, this is weird. But she had, like, they'd just gone like, to dinner, like, twice, I think. And so um, it wasn't a big deal. And my thought was I, she was worth pursuing. So I was like, I'm not going to let some guy I don't even know stop this, right? Now, if, again, if they'd been dating, I would have respected that. But just the idea that she had gone on a couple, like, dinner dates with him, I, I, that wasn't going to stop me. Does it make sense? So I think guys, or, or girls, sorry, um, part of it is like, man, the more that you're walking with Christ and you 
um, or being who God made you to be, guys are going to find that attractive. And regardless of what hindrances there may be, there may be they're going to want to pursue you. Does that make sense? A um, couple of things that I want to bring up, and they're, they're kind of related to what she was talking about. One of the things that I appreciated about Lauren was that when I did kind of put my heart out there a little bit, she, she communicated back. Does that make sense? So it wasn't like, hey, I really like you. I want to see where, where this might go. Let's spend some time together in just like silence, <laughs> right? Or um, she, she was very clear in, in that she heard what I was saying. And even if she didn't like, I remember when I told her um, I loved her, she didn't say it right away, but she still, I, she communicated that she was okay with me saying that and that she wasn't like, ew, right? Does that make sense? So uh, just how the guy, girls, you expect the guy to communicate? Girls, guys need you to communicate too. Is that, is that fair to say? Um, and on that note, so I kind of put it like when you're, if you like them being positive, but also if, if you don't like a guy, girls, I, thinking back to when I was in middle school, high school, college, and just still being a dude, that's dumb to say, still being a guy, <laughs> um, we're, we're not always the brightest. And so if you don't like a guy, you just need to be very clear. Does that make sense? I don't know how many times I've had girls say, well, I don't really like him, but I just don't want to hurt his feelings. I don't know how to say it. I'm like, you need to say it. Like, all we have are the words as guys. And so if you're just kind of hinting and kind of whatever, guys are just like, maybe she's tired. I bet everything's fine, right? You, you, I'm not trying to make fun of guys. I'm saying that, right? Guys, am I right? Like, we, we, we don't know unless you tell us. And so, girls, you have to be clear about that. Make sense? Yeah? All right. Um, Another one, I appreciate about Lauren, there was a good balance of, she wasn't, she wasn't playing hard to get, where I was like, golly, is she ever going to say yes to a date? But she also wasn't, like, falling all over me desperate. And that, girls, that's attractive to a guy. When, again, you're not playing some game where they're like, man, what do I have to do to get her to, like, actually pay attention to me? But at the same time, where you're not just falling, falling all over him. Guys actually want to pursue. Right, guys? Like, that, that's, that's fun. Um, so... There's a balance there of, of not playing crazy hard to get, but also not falling all over them. And, and Lauren was awesome at that. A um, couple of things about what's attractive. So first of all, being whole in Christ. That was one of the very first things I noticed about Lauren was that I think even if I had after a couple of dates said, hey, I don't want to see this going anywhere, she might have been like, oh, man, that would have not have phased her because her identity, her worth was in Christ. So to godly, to godly guys, and notice I'm saying to godly guys, not just anyone, but to godly guys, what's attractive is a girl who finds her identity in Christ, who's whole in him. Another thing that's attractive is when, when you're just yourself. Um, I don't know if y'all noticed it or realize this, but again, the goal of dating eventually is to what? To marry. And marry is for how long? Yeah, forever. So uh, that's kind of a long time to be fake, right? <laughs> it's a real long time. What I appreciate about Lauren is from the very beginning, she was just herself. She was, she was honest. She was real. It, she was, yes, putting her best foot forward, but it wasn't just always trying to impress me, just say what she thought I wanted to hear. She was just herself, and, and that was absolutely attractive. Um, and the third thing I'll say before we move to our next big section is um, actually with, with the way that she dressed, and I would say this is still very, very true of her, that um, Lauren always and still does, Dress very, dresses very nice, but also she dresses modestly enough that it's not like, please look at me. Does that make sense? I'm not going to like chase a bunch of rabbits here. I hope you hear my heart. But I think there's a balance again, girls, that is attractive to godly guys when a girl like, takes care of herself and wants to look nice 
but also dresses modestly so it's not like, man, they're just begging to be seen. Does that make sense? Um, and actually, I, I'll, say, I'll say it this way. I, I'm just going to say it. This may be weird some of you guys out. I appreciated that. So that Laura and I met with that double date on Friday, I think it was. And that Saturday, we all decided to go to the beach. And I appreciated that she wore a one-piece. Like, and she, we always joke about it. Like, uh, she's like, I got my one-piece on. Like, I ain't scared. But we really, as a guy, I appreciated that. Does that make sense? I hope I'm not weirding you guys out. But I was like, man, she actually cares about modesty. And that's like helping me keep my mind and my eyes pure. Y'all with me? We good? To a godly guy, they're going to appreciate that. To godly guys, if a girl walks in and kind of flaunting everything, it could actually be kind of annoying. Because you're like, man, like, I'm trying to focus and this distraction over here, does it make sense? Godly guys appreciate the balance of, yeah, I take care of myself, I want to look nice, but I'm also not begging for attention. We good? All right, so talked a little bit about the pursuit and being pursued. What do you do when you actually, okay, like you're, you're in the relationship. I, I love it. I worked in middle schools, middle, middle schoolers for a while, and it cracked me up because, man, you have this little guy, like sixth grade, which dating in middle school is just ridiculous anyways. You have a sixth grade guy and girl, and they're talking and hanging out, and as soon as it's official, they're like, like, won't talk to each other, right? It's like something happens where all of a sudden they feel like they can't look at each other, they can't talk to each other. What, what do you do? Obviously, hopefully you guys are a little better than that. But, but what do you do when you're actually in the relationship? Um, a couple different things I want us to talk about here. The first thing, so this is, we'll call this the relationship stage, okay? So what do you do in the relationship stage? And here, here's the first thing I, wa- I want you to realize. You're not pressing pause on your relationship with God. I think back to <laughs> relationships in high school and college and stuff. Um, I think I had this, I, I wouldn't have verbalized this, but I almost had the subconscious idea that, all right, I've been pursuing Jesus, but now I'm going to pursue this girl. And it should, never, it should never be quit pursuing Jesus, pursue this person. No, it's, it's I'm pursuing Jesus and on a secondary note, I'm also going to pursue this girl. Oh, if you're a girl, I'm going to let this guy pursue me. You're not pressing pause on your relationship with Jesus. And hear me. If, if you feel like, if you're currently in a relationship, if you're going to be, obviously be in one one day, if you feel like you're having to press pause in your relationship with Jesus, no bueno, right? Right? Not good. No, every, hear me say this. Everyone, when they get in a relationship, they get a little distracted, right? That's natural. You get excited. We're going to watch a video clip here in a little bit where Michael was like, can't even think straight. He's just so excited, right? And he just met the girl. It's kind of ridiculous. But it, it's, it makes sense that we all get like a little distracted and a little giggly, whatever. But if you see, okay, we've, we've been talking, we've been dating for a month or two now. And if you feel like you're pressing pause in your relationship with God, that, that, that's not good. It, it blows my mind, and I, I was there too, how many people, they get in a relationship and they're like, man, I just feel like I'm not growing my walk with Christ anymore. I feel like I'm distracted. I feel like I'm not bearing fruit. I feel like God's not, cha- He's not changing me anymore. What does John 15 say? If you want to bear fruit, what do you have to do? Say it again. Abide in Him, right? You have to spend time with Him. So again, if, you're, if you're, your relationship is going to pull you from Jesus and you're not going to abide in Him anymore, uh, of course you feel distant from God. Of course you're not bearing fruit in your life. Because again, to bear fruit as a Christian, you have to abide in Him. So first of all, relationship is not pressing pause on your relationship with Jesus, all right? Um, The second thing I would say, this should be pretty obvious, is in the pursuit stage and definitely in the relationship stage, you should seek godly counsel. 
if the, if the people, if godly people in your life are saying, hey, I don't think this is a good idea. I'm kind of concerned about this. You should listen to that. Over and over again in the, books of, the book of Proverbs, it talks about seeking godly counsel, listening to your mother and father, getting wisdom, listening to, to elders. So I think it's wise, very wise, and even biblical when you're beginning to date to ask godly older people in your life what they think about your relationship. And a question, if you're afraid to do that, what does that say about your relationship? No bueno, right? Yeah, probably not good, right? If I'm afraid to bring this up, to ask their opinion, it's probably not good. I had a girl a long, long time ago. Um, See, I got a new boyfriend. You're, you're not going to like him. I was her youth pastor. I was like, is that something you should brag about? Like, My youth pastor would hate my boyfriend. Like, it's not good, right? Seek godly counsel. Next thing, think about red flags. I think we know what we mean by that. Red flags, even like the idea of, of red light. So uh, if, if you get a, a yellow light, what does that mean? <laughs> Floor it. <laughs> Go! <laughs> All right, the truth comes out. <laughs> no, it actually means it sh- what it's supposed to trigger in your brain is caution, right? You're right. We're all like, let's go. <laughs> what it should trigger is, hold up. Let me, let me look, right? Let, let, me, let me be cautious here. I think in relationships, without a doubt, there's some things that happen, and you got a green light. Let, that, that's supposed to be, let's go, right? <laughs> a yellow light should be, it doesn't mean I have to slam on brakes and stop this thing, but I need to approach this intersection with caution, right? A red light, hold up, right? Stop. Yeah, if you run a red light, you get... You wreck yourself, right? <laughs> it really is, y'all, please don't be so excited about, oh, I'm finally in a relationship that you ignore yellow lights and red lights. Yellow, everybody's going to face yellow lights in relationships. But if, if you come to a red light, like, you, really should, you really should consider what you're doing. Remember last week we talked um, about how to, how to look for those, those warning signs. And again, as believers, we're not, just looking for, we're not just looking for, well, they don't sleep with other people, and they don't get completely passed out, wasted on the weekends. They're a pretty good person. Like, we have higher expectations, right? Higher, higher standards. Uh, the, we, so last week we looked at the fruit of the Spirit, right? So the evidence that someone is walking with Jesus, that the Holy Spirit is working in their lives, is that they have love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If someone is exhibiting those things, that, that's good, right? That's healthy. It, the, the, the flesh is anger, fits of rage, jealousy, envy. You're seeing those things. Those are, without a doubt, yellow lights, right? And maybe even red lights, okay? Girls, I, I've, I've not heard this happen in here, but if, if some guy is, is verbally abusing you or physically abusing you, that's a, that's a red light, right? Don't, don't, don't put up with that. I think another test, real quick, turn to, um, now this passage is not talking about marriage and dating. Someone actually asked that. It's a great question. It's actually not just talking about marriage and dating. I think it applies. Turn to 1 Corinthians um, chapter, chapter yeah, 13. Y'all probably familiar with this if you've been to a wedding ever. Those weddings are fun. Yep. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 13. So let's think here for a second. Um, uh, 
girl, some guy says he loves you, or guy, some girl's like, I love you. Just because they say that doesn't mean you got a green light, right? I think some of you hear the, the love word, and we're like, green light, baby, let's, let's fat, put the pedal to the metal, let's go, right? Not necessarily. Look at 1 Corinthians 13, start, starting in um, verse 4. Let's, what, what should love look like? <clears throat> love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So if someone tells you they love you, but they're not patient, they're not kind, they're envious, they're always boasting, they're always prideful, everything's always about them. Even if they tell you they love you, what are those? Yeah. Definitely, at the very least, yellow lights and maybe red lights, right? We, we have to pay atten- attention to those things. We can't just ignore those things. Um, the last thing, we're going to end with a panel here in a few minutes, but the last section, and this is actually, um, if I, I'll be honest, this last thing I'm going to talk about, uh, man, I think, like if I could, if there's one thing I want you to, to listen in on tonight, being at your stage in life, it would be what we're going to talk about right now, okay? And it, hear me say this, because I actually even told somebody earlier, I've had this conversation with lots of you, and so please don't think, oh, he's talking to me, that jerk, he knows, right? That, that's not what we're doing. If it applies, then if the shoe fits, wear it, right? But um, know that, man, I think this is just, this, what we're going to talk about is so, um, it's so, se- it's seen in really like middle school through actually any relationship you see this. We're going to call it, it's still under the idea of what to do in a relationship, and here's what I want to tell Watch out for Operation Fast and Furious, okay? Watch out, beware of Operation Fast and Furious. And to help, uh, help you understand what I mean by that, we've got uh, two quick little clips we're going to watch. Jim? I'm downloading some N3P. (laughs) Michael. Sorry, I forgot to tell you. Michael, if you don't know, if you're not familiar, Michael just met a girl named Holly. Like, literally, just hours before in the day. Okay? So, keep that in mind as this plays. Go ahead. Sorry. Music for a CD mixtape for Holly. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking for perfect songs that work on two levels. What are the two levels? The two levels being uh, Welcome to Scranton mm-hmm. and I Love You. <laughs> well, Let's start with the I Love You level. Hey, what's the group that was from Scranton and made it big? Is that you too? Yes. You don't love Holly. I think I do. But you just met her. Well, it's love at first sight. Actually, it was, no, it was when I heard her voice. It was love at first see with my ears. <laughs> It doesn't work like that. Well, I'm not a romantic. Actually, I think I am. And I have a little bit of experience in office romance. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, with who? We've been through this. Pam? Yes, we are still dating. And guess what? I took it slow. Yeah, you took it too slow. Well, we're really happy. This thing with Holly feels a lot like love to me. (laughs) And that's really sweet. And you can think that, but you don't say that out loud. And you definitely don't say it to her. I don't want her to get away. I know. Here, Michael, you can court her 
as you get to know her, you know? I mean, the office is a great place for that. Pam and I, we got to know each other right out there. I mean, first time we joked around was at my desk. And the first meal we ever had was in the break room, actually. <laughs> we were at two separate tables, and I remember that. First time we kissed, even, was right outside. And look, all I'm saying is that you can get to know someone really, really well, like I did, right here at work. Awesome. Hey, we're going to watch a little bit more of that clip here in just a second. Time out. Who, have you ever personally felt that way or known someone who acted that way when they just met somebody? Anybody? Yeah, don't be afraid to hold your hand up, right? I think everybody's done that. I remember some people are really holding their hands up high. I, I think I've told you this before. My friend in college, Robbie, love you, Robbie, if you're listening one day. Um, but we were sitting in chapel, and this girl, do you remember, um, I think she was a singer. She was in Walk to Remember, uh, Mandy Moore, right? So this girl, kind of in our college, kind of looked like Mandy Moore, beautiful voice. She's up there singing, and my friend Robbie, dead serious, leans over to me and says, that's my wife. <laughs> He's never talked to this girl in his life. He said, I'm going to marry her. And I'm like, I like the confidence. And so, sure enough, after the, after the chapel service, I went to a, a Bible college, like some of y'all go to LCU, and um, he says, I'm going to go meet, I'm going to introduce myself. It didn't lack confidence. So he goes over there, and about the time he's going to introduce herself, he hears her say to another person, oh, I want you to meet my husband. She's already married, right? <laughs> so just because you feel something doesn't mean it's true. Check out this last little clip. I did it. What'd you do? I talked to her, Holly. <laughs> just pleasantries, I think, you know, not like, do you want kids or religion what side of the bed do you want hey i can take either side of the bed at this point wow okay how would that feel it was hard i yeah. wanted to kiss her oh, i'm so <laughs> glad you didn't lay in a base lay in a base there you go there's plenty of base lying left right <gasps> hey <laughs> i i love that clip because and if you haven't, you will one day. Everybody feels like that at some point where you're just like, I don't need to know. Like, it's so funny because uh, guys or girls, it's like, man, I, I think I love them. And it's like, have you talked to them? Not yet. <laughs> right? It's so, it's, again, that's part of the fun of romance, but it's so funny. Man, our, everyone's tendency is to, mm, let's move this thing forward, right? So we're called oper- watch out for Operation Fast and Furious because all of us tend to say, oh, this, this feels like love. I, I hate to tell, tell you this, and, and uh, this doesn't bother Lauren at all. A couple of the girls that I dated in high school and kind of sort of college before I met Lauren, I felt like at one point or another, oh, I'm going to marry this girl. And unfortunately, I even, I even told them th- that. So, so here's the deal. I know I'm not alone in that. So even if you feel it, it doesn't mean it's true, right? Just Actually, Jeremiah 17.9 says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. <laughs> Who can understand it? Y'all, it is really, really dangerous to live life letting your feelings tell you what to do, right? Even if it's not in a relationship, you've experienced that before. Where you let your feelings tell you what to do, and then later you're like, what was I thinking, right? Watch out for ap- Operation Fast and Furious. Um, Kind of on that note, we're gonna next. By the way, I, didn't, I haven't told y'all yet. The week after spring break, we're gonna do one more night in this series. I lied to you, saying it was two week. We're gonna turn it into three week. And the third week, which is the week after spring break, we're gonna talk about um, ew, kind of the physical side of all this. Case okay? so that'll be fun. Um, 
And we're talking about, just so you know, we're going to talk about, man, what do I do if I've, if I've already messed up, if I'm not pure anymore? We're going to talk about that, so please don't miss that. Um, but even not getting there yet, even just th- talking about things that you say, you have to be really careful. All of us are prone to want to put, put our foot on the gas pedal, even in the, word, in the things that we say. And here's the problem. A lot of times, if you're just letting your feelings decide what you're going to say to this other person, I love you, whatever, you're going to say things that maybe you regret or you're making promises that you're not ready to keep. I see it all the time, whether it's like in communication, like person, whether it's a text, whether it's a phone call, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or whatever. People say things and make promises that I really feel like should be reserved for your wedding day. I, I'm not saying like I'd you know, lay awake at night, but I kind of hate that, like, I kind of regret that I, like, told all the other girls at, in high school and college that I would love them forever. I, I wish I'd only ever said that to Lauren, right? Like, I'm not losing, like, losing sleep over it every night, but I wish that was true. Well, if you're always telling whoever Man, I, I love you so much. I, I'll love you forever. You're not going to have anything special to say on your wedding day. Does that make sense? Like, I, can't, I can't say that's wrong. It's saying you shouldn't do that. I just think it's not wise. Right? So like, I can't share a verse with you and stand on this. But in, like, as your college pastor, in my opinion, I, I, I don't think it's wise to fast forward all those emotions and feelings and commitments. Because, one, you're not really ready to make that promise if you're not standing before people getting married and two you're not gonna have anything special to say on your wedding they kind of like again fast forward the next time we meet the physical side of things even even if you're not sleeping together if you're always all over each other and being real physical you're kind of there's not as much to be excited about when you actually get married right because you already experienced some of those things if you're always i love you so much i love you forever you're the only one for me when on your wedding day you've already said all those things does that make sense watch out for operation fast and furious. And the way to do that, think about Ecclesiastes chapter 3. We're not going to turn there. We're going to finish up. But Ecclesiastes 3 says there's a season for everything. So whether you're single, whether you're just kind of starting a relationship, whether you've been dating for a while and you're kind of serious, there's a season for everything. And y'all, enjoy whatever season you're in. Here's the Here's the, some, some of us, all of us actually, we're always thinking the grass, well, if I could just do this, then I'll be happy. So for my own life. Man, if I can just graduate high school, life will be good. If I can just graduate college, man, then I'll be happy. If I can, if I can just meet a girl and get married, then I'll be happy, which I am very happy, Lauren. <laughs> but then my life will be perfect. Been working on my doctorate for four years, not that long. Going fi- to graduate in May. Fingers crossed, can't wait. But I've kind of had this, man, when I'm done with my doctorate, then life will be even better. We're always looking for the greener grass. And y'all, the Bible teaches, enjoy the season you're in. Here's, I want to end with this metaphor, with that idea. So whether it's like wanting, wanting to date or um, you're in a relationship, I think this metaphor applies. When it probably, I mean, this, this fluctuates, just like the U.S. shirt changes. When at this point in time, probably my favorite vehicle is a Toyota um, 
forerunner, forerunner TRD Pro, like the off-road kind. You know what I'm saying? Like manly, kind of lifted up a little bit, all that, you know, like sweet rims and stuff. Um, and probably in, in, I don't know, five or six, my truck's paid off right now, but probably in five or six years, we'll really be in a position where I, I, I maybe could get that vehicle. I don't know. Who knows? I'm, you know, maybe, maybe not. But th- there's a real, real possibility that five, six, seven years from now, I could get something like that. But between now and then, if every day I'm getting online, I'm, I'm looking at Forerunners, TRD Pros. If every day I'm like swinging, like I, you know, I just have to come to the 82nd to, to work. But what if like every day I'm swinging around the loop, going by G Messer Toyota, like, man, look at those TRD Pros, right? <laughs> every day I'm talking about it with people. Man, they're so sweet, bro. They go off the road, man, it's so cool. If every day, every time I pass one, I'm like, oh, there's a TRD Pro. I'm going to be miserable for five or six or seven years, right? Or, or I'm going to just fast forward and buy one now, which I don't think would necessarily be wrong, but I'm certain, like, I really, the wisest thing would be not to do that yet. Y'all, just look at it from two perspectives. If you're, if you're single, and you're like, man, I know one day I'm going to get married. And if every day you're like, oh, I just wish I had somebody. Oh, wouldn't a relationship be great? Look at them. They're so happy. You're going to be miserable until the time that comes. Make sense? If you're in a relationship and you're always like, oh, man, I think we're going to get married. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. You're talking about where you're going to get married, we're going to propose, kids, all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying you can't talk about those things. But if you're always focusing on those things, one, it puts undue pressure on you, unnecessary pressure. And second of all, I think you're going to be miserable until that day because you're, you're always, you're wanting something that you're not ready for yet or you're like, God's not put you in that season yet. Does it make sense? I know for, without a shadow of doubt, Lauren and I, we, we had to have eventually, especially after dating a couple of years, I was supposed to graduate seminary, we started having those conversations. But if we went too far with those conversations, it always led to stress. I'm like, oh, we just wish we were there already. The more we were just like, hey, let's talk about some of that thing, some of those things, but let's just kind of enjoy where we're at, man, the, the better life was. You can enjoy the season you're in, whatever season it is, whether it's single, whether it's just starting to date, whether it's in a relationship, but you know marriage is a long ways off because of whatever, or if, if you're even going to get married. You can enjoy whatever season you're in because Jesus plus nothing equals everything. You have all you need in Jesus. So you don't have to always wish I had this. I wish I had that relationship. I wish you were ready to get married. You don't have to do that because Jesus is everything you need. I want to, just for a moment, I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask that we would be content wherever we're at. Because here's the deal. When when you're content in Christ, the how-to of dating kind of takes care of itself. He's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. So I'm going to pray that we would do that. And then Lauren's going to come up. We're going to just for a few minutes um, take questions, and uh, we'll start off with some of the ones I asked last week. Let's, let's pray real quick. Father, I, I'm grateful for, for these folks coming out tonight. I know we're ready for spring break, and everybody's ready just for a change of pace, but I thank you for their commitment to come tonight. And Lord, I pray that all of us, whatever season of life we're in, Lord, that we would be content in you and realize that we have all we could ever want or need in you. And Lord, uh, for those that are dating and God, for the ones that one day will be dating, I pray that you would give them wisdom on how to do that, how to keep you first, how to honor you, 
even in a relationship, God. And when I pray that tonight, all of us, myself included, we realize that, again, all we could ever want or need is in you. Lord, you say that when we seek your kingdom first, the rest is going to take care of itself, God. You're going to take care of it. So help us to pursue you first, to focus on our relationship with you first, and let you take care of the rest, God, as we honor you and as we're content in you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So hey, again, we'll just, we'll just do this for a few minutes. I want to tell you this. Um, Lauren, if you'll come on up. Um, next, this is the week after spring break, that'll be our last night in this series. What we're going to do that night, it'll, be, it'll feel a little bit more like a normal service as far as time and music and stuff. But what we're going to do um, on that night is when we're done with the service, so kind of like after our prayer and stuff like I just did, we'll take a little intermission and we're going to say, hey, if you need to go, if you need to leave, that's totally fine. We'll take about a five-minute break and we'll come back in here at that time. And Laura and I will stay up here and answer questions until we fall asleep or you fall asleep or you just have no more questions, okay? Because I want to be able to, I think we can have some great conversations. So again, tonight will be kind of quick and two weeks from now, we'll, we'll talk as long as you want. A um, couple, let's see here. Some of these, I, y'all that were asked last week, I feel like we kind of hit on tonight. So I'm not going to cover all the ones that were asked last week. And again, if you want to ask one from tonight um, or ask one now, you can text me uh, 806-773-9008 if you've got a question um, about something we talked about or didn't talk about. By all means, we can talk about that. Um, so let's see here. Here's one. I think this is for late. Let me just read it. Okay, here we go. So last Thursday... You told us ladies, <laughs> kind of like got some sass going. So last year, you told us ladies <laughs> that maybe if we held guys to higher standards, then maybe they would be better leaders or something like that. How do we go about holding them to higher standards without being controlling and not crossing the line of trying to be the leader ourselves? It's a deep question, y'all. It's a deep question. I received that last night like at midnight. I'm just saying. <laughs> so I'm going to say it one more time just for everybody. Hey, is it? Y'all mind turning the AC back there? I'm like, y'all, y'all a little toasty? Please, no, please don't. <laughs> All right, so one more time. So last Thursday, you told us ladies that maybe if we held guys to higher standards, then maybe they would be better leaders. How do we go about holding them to higher standards without being controlling and not crossing the line of trying to be a leader ourselves? <laughs> you got any thoughts on that, boo? <laughs> good question do you, hmm. want, do you want me to respond first and you can think yeah. okay so i think what i was th- what i was thinking there um i'm not really sure no, I'm kidding. <laughs> what i was thinking is the way you ha- hold them to higher standards not by telling them what to do all the time but really really two things one if you know they're not a godly guy that's pursuing jesus and like has a close walk with him don't date them in the first place and second of all um you you expect great things from them. So, I mean, you expect them, just off the top of my head, you expect them to be doing a devotional, like so a daily time with God. You expect them to be coming to church. You expect them, when you're going through a difficult time and need encouragement, to pray for you, right? Does that make sense? You expect those things, um, and and you, you communicate, and if they won't rise to that level, then doesn't mean you boss them around and make them do it. It just means maybe that's a yellow or a red light. That's that's kind of what I was thinking. Do you have anything you want to add? Yeah. Uh, no, that's really great. I was, um, hmm. yeah, I was thinking. Um, I 
think uh, us as girls sometimes can be guilty of um, two things. So one, maybe being a little flirtatious just because it's fun and it's fun to have attention. Um, but we can sometimes do that with guys who we know we shouldn't be dating. And we might even know, I mean, we might know, like, I'm never going to date this guy. Um, he's not really growing in Christ. Well, then we need to, like, follow that up with our actions and not um, be flirting with him or be all over him or whatever because then that sends a mixed message of you can't really say, like, well, I only want to, I want to, I want guys to be a higher standard when we're not adhering to that ourselves. Um, and then... <laughs> Must have not been that great. I forgot it. You're good. Good. You're good. Um, here's another question. I know you and Lauren did long distance for a long time because of your jobs. I'm currently in a very committed long distance relationship, and marriage is a frequent topic for us, and we know that uh, is part of God's plan for us. How do you take a committed long distance relationship or no distance relationship and not get ahead of yourself? In other words, how do you stay content where you are and not get too focused on the future and where you want to be? Um, I think we talked about that a little bit tonight, right? About So one, the way you don't, don't get ahead of yourself is be, don't make promises that, you're not, that you should really only make when you're standing in front of people that are getting married, right? Be careful. Um, I, I think long distance is actually a little easier to like, to stay keeping things slow because you, you're not always like cuddled up and stuff, right? So that, that helps keep things slow. Um, I think the biggest thing I'll let you, if you want to speak to it, I would just say again is it's, it's all in what you say, right? Um, especially long distance. That's going to keep you tapping the brakes. Um, and again, enjoying where you're at in life. So learning daily to be content in Christ. Because if you're not content in Christ, then you are going to be like, I just wish we could be together and hurry this up. Like, if you're content in Christ, you're going to say, hey, we're just not in that season yet, and it's okay. You want to add anything? Sure. I would add to that, which I think would apply for, um, if it's not long distance as well, that if you maintain an outward focus of remembering that um, really our, our priority as Christians should be to love others um, and, and tell them about Christ. And so um, I think maintaining that focus helps also to, to lead to contentment. And um, I think especially for those in long-distance um, relationships, that really that long-distance, like that season gives you a unique opportunity to still be very present with other friends and reach out to those who maybe are hurting and lonely um, because you're not hanging out with that other person every night or um, going on dates with them every weekend. So you can still um, be really outward focused. And the more, anytime we're outward focused and not thinking about ourselves, you automatically, it just leads to contentment because, mm-hmm. um, because you are focused on others. And I don't know, there's just something about doing that, that you realize maybe your problems aren't as significant or um, you're just not selfish with your thoughts. It's good. It's good. These are the next two questions. I think these are actually, yeah, probably the last two for tonight. Um, actually, I'm interested to hear this first one. Um, Lauren, did you tell the other guy <laughs> about Brandon like you did vice versa? <laughs> yes, I did. So, um, kicked him to the curb. <laughs> <laughs> I did. So, um, pretty much right after, uh, I had met Brandon, and that next week when he got back into town, um, we hung out again, and uh, I essentially just told him that, um, well, actually, I, so he wasn't a believer, um, and I knew that I shouldn't um, 
I knew I shouldn't be dating him, and we had kind of started hanging out, and then I knew that he liked me, and um, and so uh, really my th- the topic of that conversation was, um, you know what, I I feel like you are interested in me, and, and he had actually at that point, he had said he was, and so I just said, hey, you know what, um, I'm trying really hard to follow Jesus, and um, and because of that, I don't know that this would be good for us to date. Mm-hmm. And so that was actually the, more the, so the topic of the conversation. Um, but yeah, I, I did. I wasn't. I didn't have two guys. <laughs> I broke it off right away with the other guy. I, I remember when she called me because I, I was up in South Carolina camp, and she called me to say that like, you know, they weren't hanging out anymore. That she kind of explained like that what was going on, and she felt bad. And I was like, don't feel bad. <laughs> Come to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, last one. I think this is a really good question. Um, and I, I don't, I'm going to definitely let you, I don't know what I would say, but I'll let you answer first. Um, how, so to you, for girls, how do you let a guy know you're interested? Which I think is a super fair question. Because I think just because you're the one to be pursued doesn't mean that you have to just sit there. Maybe one day someone will notice you. Um, how do you let a guy know you're interested? really great question um hmm sorry personality i like to be prepared and know these things ahead of time so (laughs) this is like a struggle for me you want to say anything yeah you start talking (laughs) i I think and i mean i uh guys help help me out if if you're like yeah i think i'd agree with that um actually one thing that comes to mind simple girls i Again, I'm not advising or encouraging you being super flirty, but here's the deal. If you wouldn't date the guy you're not interested, don't be flirty, right? That's not helpful. If you are interested in the guy, and I, don't, I have to be careful on what I, how I would define flirty, but I, th- I think it's okay to, like, show him some attention. Does that make sense? Gu- guys, would you, would you kind of agree with that? So if just because you're the one we pursued doesn't mean that you have to stand in a corner and one day he'll see me, right? Like, that's actually really creepy. <laughs> but but to to... Like, to go up and talk to him occasionally, right? And again, I don't mean like, oh my gosh, how are you? What have you been doing? But, but this is weird, acting like a girl, or trying to. But, but to, go up, to go up and like, and to have a conversation, right? Um, I, don't, I don't think that's, that's wrong or being a floozy. Floozy. Um, I, I, I think that's okay. Guys, would you give me a little head nod or something if you agree with that? If a girl's interested, you'd appreciate her kind of like making herself known to you, right? Mm-hmm. All right, any thoughts? Yeah, no, uh... I think that's all great, yeah, and I think, um, I think, uh, yeah, like, going up and talking to him, I think that's a really great thing, and I think that's a way, um, you can do that in a very classy way, and in a, a God-honoring way, where you're not throwing yourself at them, but at the same time, you are communicating, um, that you're interested, and I think, you know, if they text you, I think, um, text them back right away, there's no need to wait, like, three days, um, you know, before you text him back, I know Brandon, one time we were actually married and we had this, um, argument. I was laughing because earlier tonight he said it, he, at the end of the, actually it was an argument. I wasn't saying anything. You know how as girls, like you can like have a look and you know, like, oh, she's not doing good today. And he had asked me if I needed help with something. And I said, no, but I meant like, yes, I need you to help me. But I said, no. And, um, <laughs> and because like growing up, my mom would have been like, oh, I can tell you're upset. Now talk to me. And I'd see like, that's what I was expecting. And so, but when I was like, no, I don't need your help. 
all the while meaning, yeah, I need your help. He said, all right, I'm going to go to bed. And I remember I was like, he did not just do that. <laughs> and the next day I was angry at him and I was like, I can't believe you just like, you just went to bed. And he said, Hey, all I have are the words. All I have are the words. But that was a really great lesson for me of, it's just really important to communicate. And so I think either way, mm-hmm. um, just communicating, like if he, like even saying like, hey, I had so much fun when we went to dinner. I would love to do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That helps the guy know, okay, she's, she's interested. And this, in the same time, which I know this is like so hard, but really if you're not interested, you need to tell the guy in, in, a, nice, mm-hmm. in a nice way. And mm-hmm. maybe you think through it first so you don't like, destroy his ego but um but really just communicating it um someone that I work with always says um a lot of times we like when you hear like speak the truth in love like people either lean more toward like they're like super true or super truthful like I'm gonna tell you what I think and I don't care how you feel or they're like oh my gosh I don't want anybody's feelings but really it's a it's a combination of both Mm -hmm. and if you really care about someone then you then you should always be truthful with them so, um, so either way, if you want to pursue dating or not dating, you should have enough respect for that person to either say, yes, I would love to get to know you better, or mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, I don't, I don't think that this should move past a friendship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The, the last thing I would say, which that was awesome, the last thing I'd say, and then we'll, we'll pray and have some announcements real quick. Um, uh, girls, I don't th- now, if you j- just met the guy, I d- do not do this. I don't think this is wise at all, but if you, like, you're friends with somebody, so talking to the girls, you're friends with a guy, and you've hung out a lot, and like you really are good friends. I don't think it's crazy, and I definitely don't think it's wrong if at some point you express, especially if you're getting to the point where like it's difficult to hang out because you really like him, but you're not sure what he's thinking. I don't think it's wrong or crazy, though you're putting your heart out there, so like be careful because it may not, he may not be receptive. But I don't think it's wrong or crazy to say, hey, I, I want you to know, like, I, I really think. You're an incredible guy, and I, I really like hanging out with you. And I don't know if you feel that way, but I just want you to know that that's kind of how I feel. I don't think that's crazy. Again, don't do that to some guy you just met. Um, but I think if to do that is, is okay. And I don't think you need to push that. I think just to say, hey, I'll be honest, I, I, I really like hanging out with you, and, and you need to know that. Um, I don't think that's crazy. And so I, that might be like the, the extent of, of you letting him know you're interested, but I think that that's okay to do.